With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're, you're always good, like, with no prep, no nothing. You are fantastic, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know the uh, topic. Well, we're talking topic about. Often, uh, the topic often changes. So. <laughs> the topic often changes. Between um, when, when the thing uh, arrives in my inbox and, and you know, which was, what, uh almost 10 days ago now so yes well apparently the u.s state department is going to allow you to pick whatever gender you like uh to put on your passport which i was not aware that this was a thing but apparently this is a thing um i had no i well i i didn't uh i haven't researched that but it doesn't surprise me <laughs> it does not shock me um it, uh, I, I, I suppose you don't even need a doctor's note, do you? Apparently. Um, I, the thing that I don't understand about this is that if we're just going to allow people to just put whatever gender they want on their passport, does that mean that our passports really <laughs> are really are, anything are, anyway? <laughs> Are they really official documents? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, like, why not just put whatever name you want, and uh, you can you can just uh, you can say, well, you know, I I identify as an American citizen, so yeah, um, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I, I'm I'm blown away by uh, how ridiculous this whole thing is. Uh, we're we're just kind of um, we're in the stage of. Let's just deny reality. Uh, let's let everybody pick and choose however they want to identify. Yes. Whatever name you like. I identify personally as Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I'm an American citizen, and I'm worth billions of dollars. That's I'd right. like access to that, please. <laughs> Karen Strong is with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. She has uh, uh, the infamous YouTube channel, Girl writes what? She's with us today here on our broadcast. And uh, the State Department is making U.S. passports more inclusive for gender-fluid individuals. Part of the efforts to promote civil rights, I guess. I don't know why, <laughs> why that's a civil right. And, uh, and, and Pride Month and all these things. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken announced that uh, the U.S. passport holders will now be able to choose their gender as male or female without having to show documentation of their assigned gender at birth, which is okay, okay, amazing but to me. This is no, this this doesn't actually accommodate gender fluid people. Because gender fluid people are like, well, I'm male today. Uh, but this afternoon I might be female. And tomorrow <laughs> I might choose to be agendered. Uh, I, I may choose to be neither. Right, so this doesn't even accommodate those people. It's just amazing to me that we're, we're we're doing all this. The State Department is further looking at options 
to add a new symbol. <laughs> what? Under the gender category for, of course, my favorite term, non-binary, intersex, and gender non-conforming individuals for documents related to the U.S. passports or consumer reports of births abroad. I could I could see intersex being a thing. I mean, there are intersex conditions where somebody is an XY uh, male, uh, um, but is phenotypically 100% female. There are people who, who suffer a condition called complete androgen and insensitivity syndrome. They grow up, uh, they live their entire childhoods and grow up and go through puberty and, and, uh, basically being identified by others as female, uh, because they have all of the external markers of being female and they have all of the internal psychology of being female. Right. And then when they don't start menstruating, um, in, you know, by usually detected in their late teens, uh, they don't start menstruating. They go, they get some tests done and it's discovered that they're actually, uh, a, an XY individual and their testes are where a woman's ovaries would be. And they don't have a uterus. They have what's called a pocket vagina, um, which is, you know, anywhere from three to five inches deep and doesn't actually lead anywhere. Um, and, and they have all these female, uh, secondary sexual characteristics like breasts and, and all of that. And in fact, these people, when they have complete androgen insensitivity syndrome, they're actually the most feminine looking, uh, phenotypically, among us, they they have almost almost no body hair. <clears throat> they uh, they they don't have uh, they don't grow armpit hair or pubic hair. They they end up uh, you know with very extremely feminine features. They don't get body odor. Their hair doesn't get greasy. I mean, it must be wonderful. Wow. <laughs> in some ways, yes. uh, you know, but uh, they they are biologically male, and it's because their bodies. Uh, they produce testosterone. They produce plenty of testosterone, but their bodies don't have the receptors uh, to actually put that testosterone to work. So it all gets converted into estrogen, and uh, they basically are uh, completely lacking any androgens at all. And uh, so, or they have the androgens, they can't use them, right? So yeah. essentially, you know, and hey, if I was not a high testosterone female, I wouldn't have armpit hair either. But, um, but you're you're looking at okay. So I I could see I could see making a a category for intersex individuals who have, you know, characteristics uh, who are chromosomally one sex or the other, right? But are phenotypically the opposite or ambiguous hermaphrodites things like that right but uh that's like a tiny tiny category of people um <laughs> yes. that is like way less than one percent of people and uh so you know i i can see a category based on reality um but a category based on mood um see that's whim, the thing whim, i just right <laughs> I just find all of this 
so strange because like like for instance my uh I don't know if you would call her I guess a stepdaughter I don't know I'm I'm you know I I I I, I hate to boil it down to terms I'm basically just banging her mom um <laughs> the thing is this little girl has been raised on YouTube and the other day, she made some comment about how she's decided at at eleven years old she's non-binary. <laughs> and um, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, I I think I think there's this thing where you always want to rebel, <laughs> right? And uh, you know, it was it was enough when I was a kid to just basically consider myself a tomboy. I mean, like, there has been this idea, these two ideas, right? You know, one is biological sex, the other is gender, right? Yes. Biological sex, I, I even did, a, you know, a video breaking down, you know, like, okay, sex versus gender, what's the difference? Here it is, right? You know, there are mannish women, there are effeminate men, Right. There are girly boys and there are tomboys. Right. We, we've had words for these people to describe these people all through history in terms of, yes, you may biologically be one thing, but, you know, you don't quite fit in. Right. Yes. You, you know, all, yes. all your all your childhood friends were boys and you, you like hunting frogs and and climbing trees and jumping off gymnasium roofs and breaking your back, which I did um, <laughs> when you're awesome. 10 years old. And, and things like that that normal girls don't tend to really do. Um, you know, like there have always been ways of describing that, but, you know, this idea that, oh, well, you know, we have to accommodate the, I guess, the self expression of who we are over and above the biological reality of who we are right that is yes. that's where you're getting and and it really is i mean like we we have all kinds of documentation now particularly among young women uh of prepubescent and, and pubescent age uh that it's a social contagion Right. Yes. That you you literally have this huge growing group of individuals in, you know, 10, 11, 12, you know, to 16, 17, 18 years old. Right. Who they fall in with uh, with uh, a trans friend, maybe, or they join an LBGT alliance at school or they stumble yes. across transition videos yes. online yes. and then all of a sudden it's in their head. And these are the, these are the people that, I mean, we already knew that about 80% of kids, even who started identifying as, you know, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl or whatever. When they were three, four years old, we know that about 80% of them grow out of it. If you let them go through puberty, they may, they may turn, they, the majority of them turn out to be gay adults, oh, yeah. but, yeah. but, the majority of them grow out of the gender dysphoria. But what we're doing right now by kind of putting all of this in front of these young children as, you know, here's your options, right? 
And did you know, did you know that you could be, you know, maybe you're not a girl, maybe you're a boy. Did you know you could be a boy? You could actually be one or you could be neither. You know, you could be anything you want or nothing, yes. right? You can, you can be, uh, you can be uh, a butterfly. Um, you, you can be whatever you like. Uh, we're putting it in front of kids during the stages of their development where they don't really have the chops to understand what a lot of these decisions mean, right? And what I find hilarious, well, not ha-ha hilarious, um, is is that we're actually medicating these kids and we're, yes. we're putting them on puberty blockers on, on drugs that will specifically prevent them from going through a process that will make their lives, uh, in 80% of cases or more, much less complicated as adults than if we didn't put them on that. Yeah. Because if puberty helps them grow out of it, then stopping puberty means we're basically preventing them from a self-cure. Yeah, it just it it's just so damn complicated. And the thing that I don't understand about all this, Karen, is it seems to be, you know, I've I've got to get I I I've got to give the societal engineers a lot of credit because instead of all these kids who are watching YouTube and all these all these places and being worried about all this crap, they're sitting around worried about their gender instead of asking, "Hey, why is it mommy had a raise in five years and why did she work ten hours a day?" <laughs> <laughs> they're not asking those questions. <laughs> They're sitting no. around going, I got to know what gender I, I'm pansexual or whatever the hell it is. Um, no, like there, it's, it really is a huge distraction and it's, yeah. I mean, like, I, and I think that, you know, the, the younger generations are highly susceptible to this because, okay, we really changed how we parent, uh, sort of. Back in the day, you know, in the days that I was growing up, my mom, she read, uh, she read a lot of parenting manuals when I was a kid and I was born in 1970. So that gives you an idea. And, uh, she read, uh, Dr. Spock, not from Star Trek. Trek. No, no, I, and, and nobody's, nobody's reading Dr. Spock anymore. She was like, uh, yeah, this sounds pretty bullshitty. And uh, <laughs> y- you'll probably end up raising a bunch of narcissist- narcissistic nightmares, right? If if you go 100% with what this guy says. I mean, she basically pieced together parenting advice a little from here, a little from there, a little from there, a little from wherever. Um, and, you know, there is some parenting advice from old school parenting advice, like let your baby, let your six week old cry himself to sleep every night and eventually he'll grow out of the crying. Right. And then, you know, when he starts sitting up and like banging his head on the crib bars. Right. Just ignore that, because uh, that's just a consequence of you basically uh, starving your child of, you know, reassurance for its entire early development. I mean, like, I can understand where there are some old habits of parenting that were not great, 
right? Didn't yeah. set up our kids very well for being well adjusted. But um, but the whole idea of permissive parenting, of uh, making the child the center of the home, the center of your relationship with your spouse, uh, all of those things. Like there's lots of studies now that show that it's actually it's not about quality time or the it's not about the amount of time or the amount of quality time that any parent spends with their kids that makes them well adjusted and prepares them for life. It's actually modeling a healthy relationship with the other parent in front of the child. Right. So you can totally ignore your kid as long as you're having a healthy relationship with the other parent. Um <laughs> And they're they're going to be they're going to be better equipped than if you spend three hours a day coloring the Alice in Wonderland coloring book with your daughter, right? Um, this this is like there's all kinds of misconceptions about parenting. Uh, most of the time, uh, parenting child centric parenting creates child centric children or self-centric children. Yes. And so yes. and so you're you're looking at this situation where you have gener a couple of generations now starting with the millennials uh maybe dipping down into generation X uh and and then moving forward from that where there's a lot more introspection, there's a lot more me 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 me. You know, how do I yes. feel about any given thing? And yes. and oh, I'm going to you, you can't raise a kid where you're having coffee with the ladies. The kid walks up and says, mom, <laughs> my finger is stinky. And everybody has to stop and listen to what little Billy has to say. Right. Why is your finger stinky, Billy? Well, it was in my bum. Right. Okay. It, like, <laughs> That's awesome. Who cares? Who cares? Don't go away, mad. Just go away. The adults are talking here. Right. That's how you're supposed to handle that kind of situation. And we've got, three generations of kids who were not handled in that way. Yes. And they, they literally think they, they are the most important thing in the universe and the entire yep. society should conform to their own self perception. Right. So if I want to be called Z and Zir and Zim, uh, then you have to do that. Yep. And that's, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, well, before we let you go, my friend, uh, by the way, you, you have been just uh, spot on today. Uh, thank you for doing this. And uh, before before we let you go, how do people get in touch with you online and social media and all the fun stuff? Well, I'm hardly on social media anymore. I got kicked off Twitter, uh, so uh, which is probably one of the best things that happened to me. Um, <laughs> Because yes. that place is a cesspool. But uh, you can you can find me on uh, uh, YouTube at girl uh, at the channel Girl Writes What, or just Google my name, and uh, and you'll be able to find me Karen Strong S T R A U G H A N because the Scots can't spell anything properly, <laughs> like it sounds. <laughs> and uh, so yeah find me there um and uh i used to be on parlor i haven't been to parlor for a while since they came back but but uh yeah no um i'm i'm out there google with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.